You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome along to the OTI Podcast. It's me, Colm, joined again on the show as always by DJ. And we're going to bring you a Week 10 preview show. On today's show, we'll be also joined by Ross Tucker. A lot of you will know him from his podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, along with the other podcasts he does, including his fantasy podcast and his betting podcast. So we'll be talking to Ross very shortly coming up. And of course, the games are on in London again this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Will Tony Romo play? Won't he play? It's all up in the air at the moment as things stand. But we'll be talking to Ross about that in just a little bit. And we'll be previewing all the other games for you. So... Get your week 10 fix here at Overtime Ireland. As always, check out our website, that is OvertimeIreland.com. Check out our Twitter, at Overtime Ireland. And if you have an opportunity after you listen, please do go and rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever device you listen to it, iTunes, Stitcher. Download multiple devices, spread the word, whatever you can do. It helps us immensely. And uh, as I mentioned, it's, a, it's another show here for Overtime Ireland. We're nearing in 100 episodes now, so a lot of fun taking the show to you each and every week. And uh, we look to continue to do it during the season and uh, throughout the off-season like we did last season. So... As always, a quick plug for the guys at Last Word on Sport. They do a great job spreading the word of Overtime Ireland, as I always mention. We do thank them for their continued support, and thank you as well for your continued support of Overtime Ireland. Their website is lastwordonsports.com, and you know if you're interested in other sports outside of the NFL, they have you covered for ice hockey, basketball, baseball, anything else that's going on. They've got you covered for that MMA, and so so on and so forth. So check them out at lastwordonsport.com. Check out their Twitter handle, it's at lastwordonsport. So DJ, we're talking about all the things going on in the NFL this week on this show and looking forward to this week's games and no better man to do that with than Ross Tucker. So we're going to get Ross on the show right now to, to start talking about some of the games this week. Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. Back on the show again, it's a great pleasure to have him back on. It's Ross Tucker. I know a lot of the listeners here on Overtime Ireland are big fans of Ross and he's you know, when he when he came onto the podcast the first time around, he had one podcast. Now he's a bit of a, he has an empire going. He has three podcasts on the run, and it's great to have you back on the show, Ross. So good to be back on, Tom. I really appreciate you having me, and I know you guys are growing this thing, which is great, and I love the fact that the NFL is growing over there, um, you know, in Europe, in the UK, in Ireland, and three games this year, and let's keep it going. Yeah, three games this year. It looks like three games next year as well. And, of course, one of those games is taking place this weekend. We have questions from some of the listeners to come up later in the show, but I guess we'll start off by looking through some of the games this weekend. Uh, of course, that Dallas and Jacksonville games taking place in Wembley Stadium this weekend. And big question marks at the moment whether Tony Rome was going to play. It seems like it's going to be a game-time decision. But they had a, a tough loss to Arizona when Branton Whedon was in on Sunday. He didn't look particularly good, so... They're playing the, the Jaguars, who aren't going too well themselves this weekend. But uh, how do you see the game going in, in London? Do you think uh, the Jaguars are under the chance here against the Cowboys, who looked almost unstoppable two well, or three weeks ago? Yeah, well, let's start with Tony Romo, Tom. I, I would not even send him over there to London. Um, you know, if, if whatever these fractured transverse processes, if that's bad enough that he wasn't able to play against the Cardinals, seems to me like they should have him not travel to London, not play against the Jaguars, because remember their bye is the week after, so they could give him a full two more weeks to totally heal up before he has to play again, which I think could help them for the rest of the season. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me, 
to play them against the Jaguars. And I think if you're the Cowboys, you need to have the confidence in your offensive line and your, and your skill guys and Brandon Whedon in that defense that you can beat the Jacksonville Jaguars without Romo. So I, I'm surprised that it sounds like they're going to play him, but that could just be gamesmanship, and, and maybe they're sending him over there just to not let the Jaguars have a great feel for who it's going to be. Yeah, I in think... terms of the Jaguars, uh, you know, I'm seeing real, real progress for them. It just hasn't shown up as of yet as much on the actual scoreboard. But they're running the ball much better with Denard Robinson. Toby Gellert made some plays. I mentioned that on my podcast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And the offensive line's playing better. You got Denard Robinson. And then defensively, uh, it wasn't their best effort, but they've been pretty solid as of late. If they can just get Bortles to, to make a couple more plays and maybe to the point, maybe a couple less mistakes, uh, they could be a team like the Dallas Cowboys, especially without Tony Romo. Yeah, you mentioned there as well, surprise Romo traveled. I think we could be in a similar boat as to when Calvin Johnson traveled over with the Lions two weeks ago and then didn't suit up for the game, giving them that extra week with the bye week. And of course, they're coming back out this week. So I think uh, maybe Romo will set this one out. But, you know, just for, you know, the media element of it and the, there's still some tickets left to be sold, I think, you know, it's kind of that more reason. But the, the flight will definitely not help him traveling over with the, with the bad back. The next question I had was obviously the Jags. You kind of touched on it there. But, you know, they have been rebuilding the last two years I've been impressed with what Gus Bradley's done but you know the NFL is a win business and you know they're not picking up too many wins at what point do you think that the the kind of rebuilding has to start into picking up wins? I think the second half of this year they'll pick up a few more wins and I think next year if they can have another good draft in 2015 I think next year they have a chance to be around a 500 team especially in that division and if that's the case, then you'll really feel like you're seeing some real progress and can have a better feel for whether or not, you know, this regime is going to be able to get it done. But when you look at them, um, they are really young along the offensive line and inexperienced, but that unit's getting better. Their wide receivers, with the exception of Cecil Shorts, are all rookies. Hearns and Allen Robinson, Marquis Lee. You've obviously got a rookie quarterback. Bernard Robinson's essentially a, a rookie running back. Storm Johnson is a rookie running back. I mean, they're just yeah, very, young. very, very young. And I think the offense should get better each and every week as a result. Defensively, uh, the start of the year was a real disappointment. But they, they've kind of righted that ship. And they're playing much, much better on that side of the ball now. Just moving on to the next game, that's the San Francisco 49ers are heading down to New Orleans, down to the Dome to, to face the Saints. And the Saints obviously had a, a big win against the Packers two weeks ago, bet the rivals in the in the division, the Panthers, last week. And now they're facing San Diego or San Francisco, who looked to be in a kind of spot of trouble after their loss to the Rams. Have you been surprised by their uh, kind of struggles to run the ball? And uh, you play an O-line in the league in your time in the league. They, they seem to have serious offensive line issues against the Rams. And the Rams, who I don't think they had six sacks all season, had six sacks in the first half uh, of this game. So uh, is there serious problems here for the 49ers? Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, a bunch of different things. I, I think part of it is sort of um, just systemic. I mean, you, you hear all this stuff about Jim Harbaugh and it's a toxic environment and Jim Harbaugh will not be back after this season and... You can't help but think that on some level, 
that seeps into the players during their preparation. And then on top of that, they're still without a lot of their best players, like Alden Smith, like Navarro Bowman. That's been an issue, but the reality is they only gave up 13 points on, on yeah. Sunday. The defense still played pretty well. The problem is the offense only scoring 10 points, getting sacked eight times total. And there's a lot of different factors for that. The offensive line, especially having a new center, is one of them. But also, Colin Kaepernick uh, not getting rid of the ball on time continues to be an issue. He has not progressed like people would have hoped. I mean, I'm not sure, Colin, I see that much improvement from what he was doing yeah, the start. when he was you know, started a couple of years ago in the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, is he really better than when he got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? You know, Jim Harbaugh had this reputation as being a great quarterback coach, and, and now you look at it and think, okay, well, is he able to get this talented guy to play much better? Yeah, and I think if you look at the major plays he's had in his career, most of them have been with his legs on the ground rather than through the air, but uh, I'm sure... Harbaugh still thinks he can develop him, but uh, you know, it'd be interesting at the end of the season whether he's there or not. The last time we do on, we talked about the, it was around the time that he was rumored the, the trade negotiations with the Browns was talks about that, and obviously that fell through. But I think there is serious issues there in the dressing room. The other side of this game is the New Orleans Saints, and in the last two or three weeks, they've really kicked it into gear. You know, we were starting to worry about them, and if you look at the, the games they've lost this season, I think they were leading all of those games going into the final two minutes of the game, so they've had issues towards the end of games, but, you know, they might be starting to turn things around here, and I, I can't see anything here other than a New Orleans win at home. Well, they're going to, I mean, they're going to win that division. I think they're probably going to win that division pretty easily at this point now, and you're right, Tom, and you look the last three games, with the exception of the final three minutes, against Detroit, they've really played well. I mean, they have really, really played well. Demolished the Packers at home, went on the road in Carolina in fairly convincing fashion. And really, I mean, they were up by 13 points on the Lions in Detroit. So it's been impressive what they've done since their bye. And they still might not have a great record going into the postseason, but they're going to win the division. They're going to get to the postseason. And then once they're there... You know, I, I kind of feel like they can accomplish anything at that point. I don't think there's any other team in the NFC, Arizona, Dallas, Philly, Green Bay, that, that you'd be afraid of if you're the New Orleans Saints. The issue with them is, because of their start, they're probably going to have to go on the road to win a couple games in the playoffs, and that has not been their strength. You mentioned there as well the division. I think it's nearly been handed to them with the, the performances of the other teams. And uh, you mentioned there when they get into the playoffs, a team looking like they're playoff bound at the moment is the Arizona Cardinals. And one of our listeners, Tom Marshall, sent in a question wondering could they be the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium? Of course, the Super Bowl in Arizona this year. Do you think uh, the Cardinals could be getting all the way to the big game? It's certainly possible. Um, I still don't think it's going to happen. But Bruce Arians has done a terrific job. I think he's the best coach in the league for the third straight year. Yeah, he's a good coach of the and year. They've had a great shot to have home field advantage right now. They can keep this going. And then think about that. They get a bye, and they have a pretty good home field advantage there. They would just have to figure out a way to win two home playoff games. And you know what? The way they've played this year, it's hard to bet against them or pick against them in a one-game situation. And so I think you can look at them and, and feel pretty good 
about what they might be able to accomplish in that situation. I mean, but but the key there is that they get the buy and that they have home field advantage. Yeah. Not that they can't win on the road, but I kind of feel about Arizona almost like I feel a little bit towards the Indianapolis Colts, Tom, which is I just think they're a team that really, really would benefit. And not that every other team doesn't, but really benefit from getting a bye and only having to win two playoff games instead of three. Yeah, at the moment they're playing like basically mistake-free football, which is the key. It'll be interesting to see how the team reacts if they do start to make some mistakes, and you know how that affects them in the game situations. You, Ross, are involved with the rookie symposium, and uh, I just noticed before we started to talk here, there's a, a couple of people questioning Giovanni Jadavian Clowney's character again, uh, Ladavian Thomason to be exact this time, and he was talking about a character flaw and some of the issues he's had off the field over the last few weeks. Have you? Uh, you know, in your time up at the up at the rookie symposium, did you see anything around Jadavian Clown here? Do you think that's just been blown out of proportion like it was at the start of the season again? Uh, well, I, I talked to him a couple times at the symposium, and, you know, I didn't get a great feel for him. You know, he, he does, he's extremely talented, and I think, you know, he, he was the number one player in the country coming out of high school, so he's had that hanging over him for a while. He's had a lot of people that are telling him what he wants to hear and people that are absolutely putting him on a, uh, a pedestal. So I think that's something that you need to keep in mind. I think he's got some people advising him. And I think, you know, I think he looks at these things almost like a, uh, like a straight businessman, and he's not going to go out of his way to play with an injury or play with an ailment when he knows that he's, years away from getting his next contract and there isn't a lot of value for him at this point. I don't, I don't know that it's uh, a maturity thing as much as my guess, and it's just a guess. It's the people that you know are advising him and it's the, the approach he's taking, which is that it's straight business. He's got a fully guaranteed deal and he's not going to you know, push himself year in year one because I think he felt like maybe the team was pushing him earlier when he wasn't ready it's a very interesting way to look at it you know in the NFL at the end of the day you always talk on your show but you know it's a business people have to get their money when the time's going good and try and get as much guaranteed money as you can because you know a big injury is only around the corner so uh, I suppose from that point of view it's uh, it's definitely the right way to go about it but you know, he's halfway through his rookie year. People were starting to try and build him up at the start of the draft as if he was a future Hall of Famer. You have to give the guy time. He's only in the league for uh, half a year and he hasn't played in many games. So we'll see as it goes forward. We're halfway through the season now and there's a lot more to look forward to. So it could be a big second half of the season for him. Obviously, Ross, I mentioned your podcast. You have the Ross Tucker Football Podcast talking all about football. You have some great guests on there like Andrew Brandt and other guys like that there. Then you have the Even Money Podcast all about betting and so on. And then you have the Fantasy Feast Podcast with Evan Silva setting everyone up for their fantasy teams for the weekend. So anyone that wants to find out any more about Ross's podcast, which you should already be listening to, by the way, go to at Ross Tucker NFL. It's probably the best way to get all the information, Ross, is it? Yeah, I mean, if they follow me on Twitter, I, I'll tweet out the links from time to time. And you can also just go to RossTucker.com and on all the different podcast pages, the feed for however it is that you listen to podcasts are right there. So uh, I really encourage you guys to give it a shot. I think you'll like it. And um, you can send any emails. You can send me tweets. I'll reply when I get a chance. And I'm just loving that you guys are loving NFL football as much as you are, and 
Hopefully you'll give my podcast to listen, and, and um, I think you'll like it. Yeah, I think we're all going crazy for the game over here, you know, with the three games. Everyone's looking forward to it more and more each and every week. And, you know, the Packers are playing the Bears this week. That's going to be on here at half one in the morning. So I'll be staying up to around five o'clock in the morning watching that one. So uh, you can tell how much the, the hunger for the NFL has grown over here. As always, Ross, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Luck to have you on again in the future. Thanks for coming on to talk to us. Yeah, my pleasure, Cobb. Always good to be on Overtime Island. You guys are doing a great job. Hey, this is Scott Fujita, former NFL linebacker and Super Bowl champion, and you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. So, DJ, always a great pleasure to have Ross on the show. Love getting his input and opinion on all the NFL games coming up. It was good to talk to him about that Dallas Cowboys game and obviously the game kind of developing here in London. As I mentioned as well, follow him on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, and check out some of his great podcasts that he's got going on. It's one of the reasons that we actually got into podcasting. So, listening to Ross for many, many years, and it's always great to get his thoughts on what's going on in the league so speaking of games coming up in london dg of course the international series games were announced on thursday it was something that was met with a lot of anticipation particularly throughout the nfl uk fan base the fan base in ireland and of course throughout the rest of europe but uh came uh, with maybe a little bit of some people may be disappointed with some of the games and i know if some of the teams are coming over some of the fans are very very excited about the games of course if your team's coming over means a lot more but uh, dj run us through the list there of the games that uh, coming over next year yeah, Colin, three games announced on Thursday for the 2015 International Series in London. In week four, the first divisional game to be held in London, and that's an AFC East clash. Unfortunately, it's not one of the AFC East teams I want to go and see. It's the Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Jets. Will it be Geno Smith? Will it be Michael Vick? Or will the Jets draft another quarterback? Highly likely, so if you're putting money on, going back the Jets to take another quarterback in the first round of the 2015 draft. Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Buffalo Bills in week seven. And this column also, as well as being the first time there's been a divisional game, it's the first time that there's two games two weeks in a row. That game takes place in week seven, and then... I think the game that most people seem to be excited so far on Twitter is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions, and that's in week eight. So, yeah. so some exciting games there, Colin. Yeah, DJ, I know I put out this question on Twitter to the listeners and the followers to see what they thought of the lineup. Of course, if your team, as I mentioned, is listed, you're very excited. If your team's not there, maybe a little bit of disappointment, but... You know, we have a first divisional match, something that hasn't happened. There's back-to-back weeks of games. So I really think this is going to be a good test for the UK market, the European market, maybe we'll start to call it, because obviously we're not in the UK, but we're uh, very close to where the games are taking place. I do think that last game, DJ mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions, probably the most exciting game. But, uh, you know, you have a divisional game there, which is going to really add to the atmosphere. And then you have all the teams in the, in the Patriots division heading over this year, DJ, out to the New England Patriots. So I know you're a bit disappointed about that, but... I think uh, by the time these games come around, these will be well and truly excited for them, and we're getting three games again next year. We can't really complain all that much, can we? Uh, it's only, say, ten years ago. We, this year was a thing, you know, just a figment of the imagination to get these games over. So I think overall uh, the NFL and the UK will be happy, and I think this is going to be a good uh, chance to, you know, see what the market's like. Obviously, people might think that the Bills and the Jaguars might sell to s- struggle to sell out that game, but uh, it's something that... Uh, I definitely think all these games will probably sell out again, but as I mentioned, it's a it's a good market tester. Yeah, and Colin, one thing we're not going to do in advance of going to the games next year, if we go to the 
Detroit Lions-Kansas City Chiefs game. We will not mention the Kansas City Chiefs, biggest and best running back. And we will certainly not mention a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions that has a nickname <laughs> consisting of one word to try and avoid them missing the games again next season. Yeah, well, DJ, I don't think we can take too much responsibility for, uh, ah, I'll say his name anyway, Megatron, Calvin Johnson missing this year's game. I know I drafted him this year in our money league and uh, I can't take all the responsibility for him not playing, but... Yeah, it'd be good to definitely see Jamal Charles playing. I think there's a, a lot of other players, you know, we're looking around these teams, you know, people are starting to talk about Ryan Tannehill and the game in London was the game that kind of sparked him into life this year and the last few games have been tremendous for him. So, you know, maybe there's a couple of teams here that are possibly playoff bound. So uh, I think we could see some very strong teams coming over to London next year. So I think by the time it comes around, as I mentioned, and, you know, once it sinks in after a few days, I think the first disappointment maybe is that the team that you support isn't travelling, but uh, outside of that, I think it's a pretty solid group of games for the NFL in the UK. DJ, speaking of other parts of information, obviously I talked there to Ross about the uh, 49ers game and you know some sad news coming out for the 49ers that Marcus Lattimore is going to hang up his cleats uh, before he gets to play down in the NFL. He uh, obviously had a bad knee injury, two bad knee injuries in college and back-to-back seasons, and you know that, that has really... Uh, just he's worked as hard as he can but he can't get back onto the field and uh, you could hear in his voice when he was talking about it and in the statement he released that he's just a bit he's very disappointed but uh, he's looking forward to the next stage in his career some similarities DJ probably here between him and Jonathan Franklin who was with the Packers for last season and then had to retire because of that neck injury so both of the guys are looking to do stuff off the field now and they've had a good opportunity and the, the one thing that I thought was very nice is the, the 49ers paid him the whole way through the time he was with the team and they're not going to look back for uh, any of his signing bonus or anything as he you know when he was drafted he isn't entitled when he's on the injury reserve to pick up the whole the whole amount of his money but uh, the 49ers did honour his contract and uh, that was something that I think that was a, a nice gesture by the 49ers because apparently he has worked let's say his ass off to to try and get back on the field but just wasn't to be and Jim Harbaugh also kind of you could tell that he was a bit disappointed and he you know kind of got it for the young man who has tried to get back onto the field but we'll not be seeing Marcus Lattimore in the field and just uh, all the best to him as he goes into whatever future endeavours he does desire desire to do and I guess with that there DJ um, we've talked about the international series there and we talked about Marcus Lattimore we'll get back in now to the games coming up um, this weekend we'll start off this week's Preview column with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tennessee Titans. Can you see anybody getting a win here other than Joe Flacco and the Ravens? Yeah, well, the the Titans coming off a bye week, and uh, I think they need to start picking things up if they're going to do anything with their season. They had a bit of a mixed bag, uh, pretty much a terrible bag of stuff. <laughs> the last game they played, and um, you know they they, they changed a quarterback, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. But you know the Ravens are after getting a, a bit of an embarrassing against the Steelers, and I think they'll be looking to bounce back and. You know, they're now bottom of their division, so need to start picking up wins. I can't see the Titans getting to the playoffs this year, but the Baltimore Ravens are still in with a shot. So they'll be really trying to, you know, get a W on the board here. And at home, I think they're really looking to get a, a bounce back. I'm sure the fans at home will be up for it as well. And I can't really see anything other than Joe Flacco leading this team to, to the victory. Yeah, Colin, fully agree with you. I think it's going to be a Ravens win in this one. Kansas City Chiefs commenting on Buffalo Bills. Buffalo really need to get a win here if they're to keep their chances alive of getting a playoff spot. Yeah, it is one. It's going to be a very interesting game. This is one I'm looking forward to. Both teams are progressing. You know, the the Chiefs had a, a tough start to the season, and you know now they're they're starting to drill things back up, and they're they're looking good in the last few games. You also have 
the Bills, who are kind of a surprise package. Nobody thought that they'd be doing quite as well as they have, but Kyle Orton's starting to play quite well, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game going. I think it's a, it is a fascinating game, but I, I think the, the Chiefs are going to probably come out on top. But the thing is, DJ here, the traveling to Buffalo, they're a team, though, the, the Chiefs, that just, they don't make many mistakes. Alex Smith, for all the, you know, people say he doesn't do anything spectacular, no, not many deep balls, that, but he doesn't make too many mistakes, and this is a team who doesn't make too many mistakes, and, you know, the on the road, though, uh, the most important thing isn't making mistakes. They bet the Jets last week, and they'll be looking to, to beat the Buffalo Bills this week. I think the, the Bills will put up a strong fight at home, and, you know, they have a, they have had a good record at home this season, but I just think it'll be all in vain, and I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs with Jamal Charles, and I've been impressed over the last few weeks with the, the Chiefs' defense, and just the way DJ last week, I know the Jets aren't playing well, but when they had that lead at halftime, they just coasted to victory. They kind of nearly rested for the second half, didn't really put in too much effort and just sealed the deal with a comfortable victory for them. So I think we'll see another one here for the Chiefs and um, definitely don't rule out the Chiefs as a playoff contender. And, you know, remember at the start of the season, DJ were predicting who would have the first pick in the, in the next year's draft. Let's just say um, I was quite wrong when I predicted the Kansas City Chiefs and they, they've impressed me over the last few weeks. Colin, one of the games that probably is the best possibility have been a very high-scoring game, and that's the Detroit Lions taking on the Miami Dolphins in Week 10. Calvin Johnson returning for the Detroit Lions, Colin. It'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins D try and deal with them. Yeah, the Dolphins, DJ, we've been talking about them in the last few weeks. I've mentioned Ryan Tannehill earlier when we were talking about that Dolphins game in Wembley. And, you know, they've been very good and they really put on a show last week against the, the Chargers. They shut them out, no points allowed, and put up quite a good number of points themselves. So I was impressed with the performance last week. And, you know, there's questions around if Lamar Miller's going to be fit, uh, a shoulder injury. And, you know, he's not going to be 100%, but, you know, whether he's active or inactive will be a game time decision. And I think uh, if they're missing him, it'll be a slight bit tougher because he is by far the best running back on that team at the moment. And uh, with no Sean Marino out, and I think we're looking around this here. We've seen, you know, Megatron hasn't been 100, percent and he's missed basically the last month. He sat out, didn't play in Wembley, had the bye week last week. Seems to think that he's 100 percent now, and you know, it's worrying as a Packers fan getting him back when they're top of that division because obviously the the offense for them should get better. D has their D has been playing good over the last few weeks, and you know they were 21 down at Wembley at halftime, but they made that comeback, and it's going to be a tough one here for the Dolphins. DJ heading into Detroit, I, I really can't call this there is some very good games coming up this week and you know a lot of them with very big playoff implications i mentioned the the bills game both teams there are trying to get into the playoffs both teams here are trying to get into the playoffs and, and particularly the detroit lions are trying to win the division so another very very good game i think we're kind of nearly spoiled this week compared to some of the games we've had in recent weeks and it's hard for me to see uh dj past a, a detroit lions win but if the dolphins can get a, a pass rush on stafford with cameron wake and Olivia and Werner playing well. If they can get pressure on on him, I think the the back end then can do their job. It's you know if Stafford gets time in the pocket, Megatron will eat them alive, and then you're going to have Golden Tate as well trying to get freed up. Reggie Bush hasn't been great this season, but he's back in the mix. Theo Riddick's doing quite well for them. So you have a lot of stuff going on there, and I think uh, if it all starts with that uh, Dolphins pass rush, if they can get pressure on Stafford, I think they have a chance. If they can't get pressure on them, it's going to be a long day for the Miami Dolphins. So. I'm going to give a, a slight edge here to the Detroit Lions with the home field advantage. Big Ben Roethlisberger, column in the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Jets. Steelers win here, column. Yeah, DJ, I think I'm going to have to go for a Steelers win. Um, I know there's a lot of Jets fans and there's a lot of Steelers fans in the UK and Ireland in particular, and uh, 
I think this this is one that the Steelers nation is going to get. Ben Roethlisberger over the last two weeks has got six touchdowns each game. I think that's a bit much to call for in this one. But uh, with the way the Jets secondary has been playing over the last few weeks, I think uh, if Ben Roethlisberger and Tony O'Brien and you know, if you can get Le'Veon Bell and some screen passes, I think you're you're looking at a very dominant performance here by them. And you know Bryant has come out. You know the rookie starting to get some deep balls. So I think we're seeing a lot of pressure being put here on the the Jets secondary. Again, I mentioned with the Dolphins, the Jets used to be very good in particular last season and getting pressure on the quarterback. Hasn't worked as well for them this year. They're good at stopping the run, but then if you get Le'Veon Le- Bell coming out of the backfield, getting some you know short dump-off passes from Roethlisberger, that alleviates the whole, you know, the running, the running back trying to get through the, the line of scrimmage. So I think it's going to be a tough day here for the Jets. And, you know, they put up a little bit of a fight against the Chiefs last week, but it was more of a whimper, I thought. I thought... When you look at the game, it was a comfortable win for the for the Chiefs. They never really looked in much threat of losing. So I think uh, the Jets at home will definitely put up a, a strong showing, but I think the, they'll probably lose this in the end by you know seven to ten points against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just though for the Jets, if they're looking for a, a game plan, if they're listening, if Rex Ryan's listening to the show, uh, I, d- I doubt very much that he's listening to the show at all. But if he is, uh, I think uh, the best key to trying to get a result here is you know, what we've seen from teams like the Chargers when they played the Seahawks and other teams trying to keep the ball out of the quarterback's hands so run the ball run the ball run the ball and I think if you have Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson had a good enough game last week and if Chris Ivory's been running the ball with good aggression this year I think uh, look at the two of those guys and try and run the ball a little bit more and try and keep uh, Ben Roethlisberger off the field but uh, still can't see anyone for the Jets here DJ Yeah Colm I'm going with Steelers win here by a minimum of a touchdown Atlanta Falcons column will be looking to bounce back after a horrendous second half. half of the season, maybe. <laughs> I was going to go with sec- second half of the game against the Lions, but Column's just going to rub the salt into the wounds of the Falcons fans even more. But Column, some shocking decisions by the Falcons coaching staff in that game against the Lions, and they quite literally threw it away. Yeah, it has been some people around the NFL, you know, some of the kind of talking heads and that they were surprised that Mike Smith kept his job. And, you know, I think he's really on the hot seat at the moment. But some people were saying similar would happen with the uh, Oakland Raiders, that on that trip back from London, that maybe he would have lost his job. But he's still there. And um, the team, you know, they have to respond. They're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another team that has to respond. And they've been very disappointing this season as well. The, the, the Atlanta Falcons, you would expect so much more from them, particularly when they were getting back Julio Jones and Roddy White are closer to 100% than they were last year. Obviously, both of them struggle with injuries, and Julio Jones missed a large chunk of the season. But the offensive line has just uh, been obliterated. Deeds. There's so many of them on injured reserve at the moment, and you know they have tight ends playing uh, in there in the offensive line and so on and so forth. So really, really tough for them. Matt Ryan's not getting much time on the ball, and they were much better in that first half than I've seen them over the last number of games. And uh, if they could have kept that going in the second half, they definitely would have won. A couple of questionable decisions, as you mentioned, DJ. They could have, you know, tried to run the ball out. They they kind of stopped the clock with a number of throws that were incomplete, and the one in particular to Julio Jones that was dropped allowed the uh, Detroit Lions a little bit more time to try and get down to get that field goal. So some some questionable decisions there, but you know that'll all be kind of in the back window now for them as they pr- pr- prepare for this game and. Both teams here, DJ, in bad need of a win, and you know you'd have to fear for either coach. I know Lobby Smith's only there this season, but they've been so so poor this season. Uh, you know we thought that they were going to be a, a sneaky playoff contender, but it's just not not happened. And both these teams in division, DJ, really, you know whoever loses this could be looking at uh, staying at the bottom of that division. But I'm, I'm going to go for a win here for the Atlanta Falcons, and I think it'll be very close. I think it'll 
you know, be less than a touchdown. Other notes, DJ, on this, just that uh, Mike Lennon has not been uh, given his role as the starting quarterback for this next game. Josh McCowan's back from injury, and he's going to get the start. Um, I don't think it's the right decision. I think Mike Lennon should have got the rest of the season. I don't think that Josh McCowan's a quarterback for the future. And although Mike Lennon mightn't be the man for them, I think they should have used the rest of the season to give him an opportunity to see what he can do in the future. Glennon has shown at times um, he can do some nice stuff, but then maybe on the, even on the next play, you know, it just looks horrendous from time to time. So he's still learning the quarterback. He was only a rookie last year, second year in the league. And, you know, I, I think that he's definitely another team will give him a chance. But uh, I think, you know, it's just a surprise move again by the, the Bucks and a season of surprise moves from them, to be honest with you. Come Denver Broncos taking on the Oakland Raiders. Peyton Manning may be looking to bounce back after last week's. Just in case anybody missed it, 43-21 loss to the New England Patriots. Manning will really be looking for motivation. He'll not need much motivation after his performance last week. Yeah, DJ lost obviously last week, and there's not too many games uh, since he went to Denver, particularly in his career, that he's lost back-to-back weeks. And, you know, I've seen a couple of pictures up on Twitter, you know, and it was after the, the Patriots game, and it was like the perfect rebound game against the uh Oakland Raiders but I think um, it's going to be tough for the Raiders and you know we know their record they're 0-8 at the moment it's been a very very tough season for them but uh, I think they're going to be 0-9 unfortunately for them and I think there's a couple of games coming up in the next few weeks I think they play the Rams in the next few weeks and I think they also play the Jacksonville Jaguars it might be at home so I think they have a couple of games in the next few weeks that they have a chance to pick up that win but unfortunately for them it's not going to be this week and I think Peyton Manning will really torture them all, all game long and I don't like to you know say any team's going to get a real trouncing, but I would not be surprised if Manning puts up in and around five touchdowns in this game. I expect him to put up big numbers and I expect him to, to win this quite comfortably. The Raiders had a good show on last week, DJ, against the, the Seattle Seahawks, but I can't see it happening here against the uh, Denver Broncos, who are out for revenge after that loss to the Patriots. So I think it's a big one here for, for the Denver Broncos, and I really can't see it any other way. And Colin, I think it's safe to say that the Arizona Cardinals will move to 8-1 and one after this week. They took on the St. Louis Rams, but really can't see the Rams getting a win here considering the form the Cardinals have been in. And the Cardinals' D in particular have been very good with the likes of Calais Campbell back in recent weeks. Yeah, DJ, you talked there about the form of the Cardinals. Obviously, it has been very good. But what about the form of the St. Louis Rams, man? The Rams got a a win against the Seattle Seahawks two weeks ago and they lost then to the... uh, Kansas City Chiefs, which wasn't too positive for them, but uh, bet the uh, 49ers at home or in San Francisco last week, so can't look past these guys, and obviously they're heading on the road. And, but the one thing, the Rams are set up to play these teams in their division. They struggle outside their division, but they do quite well in their division, so I'm fascinated to see what happens here. The, the Cardinals really can't go on winning every single game for the rest of the season, I'm sure, but they have been very solid at home. Carson Palmer's been quite solid. He's eliminating a lot of the mistakes, and it'll be interesting to see if he makes a mistake or two, how he reacts, but I think uh, you're right enough. I think we're going to see a Cardinals win here. been very impressed with Josh Brown and what he's done, and you know, they haven't really been looking too much to Michael Floyd over the last few weeks, but Larry Fitzgerald's been getting a lot of work, and Andre Ellington, although he's getting, he's been a little banged up, has been quite good. And you mentioned the defence as well, had a big game last week, although they were playing Mr. Branton Whedon, so don't know what way to look into that, but they did stop DeMarco Murray quite well in his track. So I think uh, we're looking here for a win for them, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, the, the Rams really dominated the, the 49ers' offensive line last week. I think they had eight sacks, DJ, and... Talk though to Ross Tucker about the Arizona Cardinals when we're talking about it. Could they make it to the Super Bowl? Of course, no team has ever played the Super Bowl in their home stadium, and 
you know, it is in Arizona this year. So that'll be an interesting one. And, you know, they have a good record. They could be getting a bye possibly as we move forward if they keep up with this record. So another good game. And I do expect this one to be very physical. But don't write the Rams off just yet in this one. Seattle Seahawks column taking on the New York Giants here. Be interesting to see who can get the win here. Will Richard Chairman be able to stop Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, did you back uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? Seems strange. I was going to say there Beckham Jr. and that is his surname, but Beckham Jr. just uh, haven't said it too many times. It seemed a bit weird as I was about to say it, but yeah, Odell Beckham Jr.'s looked uh, very good in the last few weeks and he's catching some balls. He's getting a lot of targets now with the injury to Victor Cruz and I've, I've been very impressed with him. It'll be interesting to see what sort of way they go here. Um, Jennings is out for them again at running back and you know the Seahawks had that win last week at home, but they were they were pressed a bit more than they would like to be against the Oakland Raiders. So I think the Giants will have some success against them. The Giants looked pretty bad last week up in the garbage time against the Colts. So it's going to be an interesting game. But neither team at the moment clicking just as much as they would like. And I just think it's I think this game will be won by the team that gets the turnover battle. And you know the Seahawks rarely turn the ball over through Russell Wilson. So unless it's fumbles, not going to be a lot of turnover. So I just see a narrow win here for the for the Seahawks. And at some stage. You're still expecting them to kick into gear. We're talking about the Cardinals. Did they're starting? You know, if the Seahawks start to lose a couple of games, we could have the Cardinals run away with it. So, very, very interesting in that division. And uh, I'm going to see the the Seahawks are going to keep going and catching up. And you know, as we mentioned there, now that is a predicted one for the the Seahawks and the Cardinals and the the 49ers are going to be uh, struggling a little bit in this division. Possibly, you know, out of the playoff hunt after this weekend. So, looking forward to seeing how it all goes. And you know, with my predictions, sometimes they're all wrong. So it'll be interesting to note. In calling the Seattle Seahawks, defense has been fantastic over the past three weeks, allowing 179.3 passing yards per game. And I think Elliot Harrison's been a wee bit harsh on the following quarterbacks, but then again, that was against Derek, an experienced rookie who plays for the Raiders car. Cam, I throw rocket, rocket balls on back shoulder fades, Newton. And this one is really harsh. This is not even, I would say, something like this about Geno Smith. Austin, even I'm shocked I'm playing Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a tough few weeks for Austin Davis after he had a bright start. But, you know, uh, they, they did that. But they're, they're still, they didn't give up many points uh, against the Panthers, but they gave up more points than they would have wanted last year against Derek Carr and the Raiders, even though they didn't give up many yards. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. DJ, there's uh, the game of the week, obviously, this week, and we haven't mentioned it yet, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Ever heard of those guys? They're playing the, I suppose they're playing the Chicago Bears, but the Green Bay Packers and the Bears, one of the greatest rivalries in the NFL, and we all remember last year in Week 17, it came down to the kind of final play of the game, and Aaron Rodgers tossed that long ball down to Randall Cobb, who took it in for the touchdown over the back of the defence. So looking forward to seeing this. Both teams coming off a bye the Bears after getting absolutely toasted by the New England Patriots and of course the Packers got a bit of a hiding down in New Orleans from the Saints so it'll be interesting to see how this game goes but it's at Lambeau Field and you know home field advantage the Packers don't lose at home too often so has to be a win here for me and the, the Green Bay Packers so go go Pack go the uh, the Bears have been having a bit of trouble in recent weeks we've seen it in particular DJ against the Patriots so I'm sure they're going to change their game plan up in defence a bit Kyle Fuller's been good for them but you know there's been a lot of other issues and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in this game have been disappointed by the the performances of Jared Allen since he went to them uh, from the Vikings this off season and you know they've had a lot of issues even you know Jay Cutler's been terrible let's put it simple Jay Cutler's been terrible the last five or six weeks so you're relying on on Branton Marshall can't get the ball and Alshon Jeffrey can't get the ball the only player really getting much of the ball for the for them at the moment is uh, 
Matt Forte. So I think the game plan for them here is going to be a lot of ball to Forte, try and run the ball. As I mentioned earlier, with the the Jets game, try and keep the quarterback off the field, try and keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, so rush the ball a bit more. Of course, I don't want any of this to happen because I want the Packers to annihilate the Bears, but just, you know, if you're looking from the Bears' point of view, you'd be looking to try and keep Rodgers off the field, try and run the ball a little bit more, run down the clock, and try and keep, you know, Jay Cutler from making any bad mistakes. But I think it's going to be a good game and it's Sunday night football, but nothing here easy for me other than a Packers win. And that, for me, is the game of the week. Colm, I think it's going to be a close game between the Packers and Bears. I'd say there could even be a field goal maybe in it, at most. Have you lost the plot? Well, it'll be interesting to see on Monday's podcast who will be closer. (laughs) I'm going with maybe a three-point win for the Packers, but Colm's going for how many points? No, I think it'll be around a touchdown, DJ, but I think the the Packers will win this game, and I'm I'm surprised the confidence you're having in the Bears after the, the Patriots cut them apart, but, you know, the bye week's a time to... You know, get all the the bad things out of the system. Try and get a you know a good game plan in place. So that both teams have a time to you know. Usually, one team's coming off a bye, the other team's on a bye, or, or or has played a game, and they don't have you know the same. One team is more of an advantage over the other. But this time, easy, both teams have a bye, so they'll be well, well game planned for each other. So it'll be a very, very interesting game. And being you know the the Sunday night game, it's going to be the only game on at the time. All eyes on it. It should be a fantastic game for uh, for everyone to watch, even the neutral. But as a, a non-neutral, as a Packers fan, it's one that. I'll definitely be staying up late to watch here and uh, really, really looking forward to it. DJ, we have all the games covered now and, uh, you know, we usually do our lock of the week, so I guess uh, we'll do that right now. The OTI Lock of the Week. So, DJ, we've gone through them games and, you know, there's a lot of games happening this week, but it's going to be hard for me to find a bigger lock of the week, you know, if you're going into a survivor pool. We have the OTI survivor pool up on our Twitter handle. It's runthroughnfl.com and if you want to join in, we'll be tweeting it out. You can join in. But, hard DJ to look past any team last week last week we took the uh, Seattle Seahawks this week I know we can pick on our own accounts different teams but as an OTI account I think it's going to be difficult this week to look past the uh, Denver Broncos playing the Oakland Raiders I think that has to be my lock of the week any any different possibilities for you DJ in the game that you would say is uh, the most certain victory for one of the teams in the league yeah Colin I'm actually going to go with a different game I think you're right that the Broncos will get the win against the Raiders, but my lock of the week is the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the New York Jets. No surprise there. <laughs> Division number one pick, 2015 draft, New York Jets. Yeah, the only thing there, DJ, maybe you don't want them getting the number one overall pick because then maybe they'll get a, a quarterback that really can put a, a bit of pressure on, on the Patriots, but we'll see what happens there. There's a couple of games, DJ, here, obviously I mentioned their big favourites for the uh, Oakland Raiders Denver game that the the Broncos are really really expected to win that game. Is there any game that's coming up this weekend, DJ? That you think obviously we've made our picks, but outside of that, just you have a feeling that maybe the uh, underdog, maybe the team not expected to win, will get the win this week. Well, Colin, I've seen with some of the guys at NFL dot com, they're predicting the Eagles win against the Panthers, but given that the Eagles have a quarterback also known as Mark Sanchez, he did play well in Week Nine, but. And Cam Newton might be looking to bounce back this week and get a win on the board for the Panthers. So I think that game's going to be a lot closer than some of the predictions I've seen. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one, DJ. I think you could be on to something there, but I think Mark Sanchez could be a better fit possibly in the system than Nick Foles. So we'll see what happens there. I'm just looking through the games here, DJ, having a little look around. And 
I'm going to go with the game that I said I thought Detroit would win due to Megatron being back, but I think there's a slight chance, and maybe this is me just hoping that the Lions lose, but I think if the, the Dolphins play like they did last week and how they have over the last number of weeks, I think we could see a, a possible turnaround here and the Miami Dolphins could get a win in Detroit. So that's the one I'd be looking at, DJ, but... Um, you know, I, I did call a Detroit one earlier, but, you know, that's one that I'm kind of sitting on the fence on at the moment, but maybe it's just my, my heart really in my head on that one. So, DJ, that's everything wrapped up and out of the way. That's all the games covered, and really looking forward to this week's game, particularly that Bears-Packers game on Sunday Night Football is one that I'm really, really looking forward to. I know all the guys there at UK Packers are really looking forward to that great fan club that they have. If you are a Packers fan, not following them, do check them out at Packers underscore UK and a great group of guys and girls involved in that there and it's always good to talk with some of them about the things going on in the game so check them out and uh, enjoy the game this weekend enjoy all the games this weekend if your team's playing and uh, and as always last weekend DJ we ran that competition as well to give away an OTI top for the closest to correct score it was in that New England Patriots against Denver Broncos game and uh, although we forgot to mention it on the first show of the week. Uh, we have announced it over Twitter who the winner is, and uh, it is Martina Caulfield. Just in case anyone thought that uh, we were trying to be sly and not give out a t-shirt this week, we did give one out. So stay tuned to the OTI Twitter feed this weekend, and you can see if you have a chance of winning an Overtime Ireland t-shirt, and we'll do it for one of the second slate of Sunday games. Uh, maybe even, might even change it up this week, maybe go for one of the first slate of games. We'll, we'll see come Sunday what we decide. So stay tuned to the at Overtime Ireland Twitter feed. Check out OvertimeIreland.com, and of course... We'll be back on Monday with a recap show to get you through all the events that happened in this weekend's games. Until then, all that's left to say is, I'm Colm. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production. 